Some, some dude that also has a podcast was like, why don't you guys talk about anything political? And I was like, do you really want to know what I think about anything political? No, you don't. I'm going to answer for you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't know enough to have an opinion, and my yeah. opinions are probably bad. <clears throat> I hate politics. That's why I always say we don't politic. Like, I'd rather talk about toots and stuff, you know? Well. Rootin' tootin'. We were last episode, we were talking about our fart uh, fetish. We were going to get into that. What? We got the mics for it. <laughs> oh, that was you that said that. Right. Yeah, but you egged me on. You're like, yeah, you should do it. Make some money. Well, that's what you really want to do. I, believe I do. In you. I, yeah, I believe in you. What are you doing there, Rob? I'm waiting. We're recording. We've been recording for now a minute. 57 seconds, actually. <laughs> It's a long time. Um, that show, The Oa, got canceled. What? Do you remember what's noteworthy about that show? The Oa? Yeah. I don't even know what that is. I showed it to you once. Uh, has the the final episode of the first season. Wait, is this the show where they start dancing in front yeah, of a school shooter? to stop a school shooter, they do an interpretive dance that opens like another dimension or something. Oh. And people are like can't, really can't upset. Can't imagine why it got canceled. People are like really upset that it got canceled, and I'm just like, I that's the only thing I've seen from that show, but it's so fucking stupid. The that weirdest I can't. part is Phyllis is in the dance. Yeah, that makes it like triple weird is that fucking Phyllis from The Office is in it. Yeah, I don't it, know, man. Is it like um? Is it like a musical show? No. <laughs> so that was a one-off. I yeah, just they were they they there's a dance they do to like open a dimensional portal or something. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> Netflix is kind of kind of sucks when it comes to original program. I mean, you got Stranger Things and like Mindhunter and I guess Narcos. I haven't seen that, but. Um, Other than that, everything else is it's a lot of garbage, that, and it's a lot yeah. of garbage that people get really obsessed with too. Where you're like, like the that's Santa show, Clarita diet. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I haven't seen that, so I, I can't vouch for that. Yet. But it sounds kind of interesting. I, I feel like I would check that out at some point. But, I like Timothy Oliphant. He was yeah. great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But yeah, their shows are pretty crappy, like across the board. Yeah, I have thirteen to reasons why. Like that's so fucking stupid. Oh yeah, Every, I, I just wish that show would disappear because I'm sick of Bryce talking about it. <laughs> Like, he's always like, oh, another person tweeted at me because of my name. It's like, <laughs> to be fair, I'd be pissed, too. I mean, that is his exact name, though, Bryce Walker. That's not an original name. <laughs> I'm sorry. It appears not. <laughs> I get, I've got tagged in shit before because my name is Willie Jackson or William Jackson. That's a very common name. I've never been tagged. Robert never. Scott Jackson. Anyway, so... That's all you got? That's what you were doing? The big piss was about? Uh, I got Gucci glasses today. <laughs> I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. I mean, Can I've we talk about, about that? A little bit. but <laughs> I <laughs> No, uh, I ordered them online uh, through my... I was trying to get just the regular-ass Ray-Bans that I always buy, but the company that my insurance goes through, like... It's like you can get glasses for super cheap through them, or you can pay a million dollars and get them through LensCrafters or whatever. So I was like, well, let me at least see what they have. They didn't have any of the kind of Ray-Bans I like. So uh, I was just looking at, like, similar styles. And there's some that they basically look like the ones I have, but they're made by fucking Gucci, and they're, like, $350. And uh, Words can't hurt me, dude. And uh, $350? Yeah. And my insurance, uh, cut, like, cut off, like, so much of it that, like, 
it was like my insurance, and then I had a discount because it was through that website, and then I had like a first time customer discount or something, and then I found a promo code on it's like I, a dispensary. I basically did like yeah, really. <laughs> I basically did my own honey like to, like you know that app like honey or whatever. I basically I just like combined all this shit, and I only ended up paying sixty dollars. It was eighty with shipping, but like sixty that bucks worth for the honey thing. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can find them. I mean, like I said, they're pretty basic looking, like Wayfarer style. The kind of I always cool, wear, but yeah, I know. Yeah, but, but now I, he's gonna be like. Excuse me, and just like flex, tip him though. down. Yeah, it's a really big flex. What is it that you just said to me? I'm sorry. <laughs> In my peasant glasses. <laughs> no, those are peasant glasses. Oh, yours? Mine. I need to upgrade. Don't you have Ray Bans? No, I don't know what they are. They're just like a brand. You a used to. Brand. I used to, but they broke. I feel like you're not gonna be that impressed. I can't find the the big picture from the website, but like they're just from what they emailed me. They're just like. I would like to see as well. <laughs> well, let me see if I can find them. Oh, okay. <laughs> or those glasses for ants? Uh, <laughs> Hold on a second. It needs to be at least right. three times that size. <laughs> it's a great movie. Anyway, that's a come up. I'm yeah, excited awesome. about that. Well, because you were, you seemed pretty peeved though, yeah. about going. It was a really annoying uh, process. That's the only thing. Uh, I, I need to go do that too now that I have medical insurance, which is a feat. Let me tell you. Get uh, glasses. Mm-hmm. You need glasses. I, I thought you had like checked. I thought you had like twenty twenty last time you got. I checked. had twenty fifteen last time. Twenty twenty is the huh? I have. I do not have that. You guys have like twenty forty. <laughs> Mine's like way down. I had a uh, in elementary or when I at middle school when I first went to Calvary. They're like, you have twenty. 10 or 2015, whatever right below 2020 is. And they still gave me reading glasses and they would just give me a fatty headache. And I went back to the doctor. I was like, I have a headache. He's like, yeah, don't wear them then. I was like, oh, okay. Do you remember though when you had glasses, you had that sick Iron Man case? Like, Dude, I still have that. Years before Iron Man the movie ever came out. So it was like legit. You're right. That no was like way. five years before that came out. Like I would say even more than that. Like we just... You know, we just knew our shit back in the day. Um, I was <coughs> I turned my car on today and uh, Papa Roach was playing and it was <laughs> the what? What even is it? Cut my life into pieces. What's that song even called? Last resort. Yeah, yeah. last resort. The literally, I was like, is this song about boomers? Because it's like nothing's all right. <laughs> it's like losing my sight, losing my mind, and I was like, I wish somebody would I tell me I'm fine. I'm I like, is that song secretly that, about boomers? Just like cool. regular, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry. My fucking um, XM, <laughs> my free trial of XM ended uh, today, or yesterday, I can't remember, uh, and I was driving around. And I almost said, what a big loss, and I was like, well, that one station's kind of lit. Yeah, there's a really lit station on there uh, called First Wave that just plays like the best 80s music, like that's cool. Like some popular stuff and then some like more like obscure shit and then like some late 70s things too. So it's not like all 80s, but like really cool like synth pop and shit and a lot of goth music and like proto punk and shit like that. It was cool, uh, cool, uh, cool station. And now I don't have the radio anymore. So, have you so now I'm stuck with 95.5 KLS. Spotify's lit. Yeah, you um, yeah, I usually don't listen to the radio anyway, so it's not a huge deal. Have you listened to the radio recently, like with the way the announcers, like when I go to work, sometimes I'll just listen to what they're saying because it's really cringe. They're like switching the like, welcome to 96.7 to like, they're just talking in normal voices voices now and then they bring up news articles and it's like they're trying to emulate podcasts because oh, I think really? podcasts are killing the radio industry along with Spotify and all that. And it's super cringe. They're just like, 
Um, here, here's some Tinder dating profile tips, guys. You don't want to have a picture with multiple men because then they don't know who's who. Like, like they're just talking like that. <laughs> yeah, I never would have thought of that. And it's track. like you're nobody ever thinks about it, but it's kind of like how anime when you look at the voice actors, they sound really young, and then you look at them and they're like a forty-five-year-old lady playing like Oscar or whatever. And uh, like, I remember as a kid, it was like Stu, Tiffany, and Jimbo. Or oh whatever. yeah. I was like, oh, they must be like young, like we are. And it's like they're totally like sixty years old. And you he's see like, a picture the of morning him, stiffy, especially well, fucking <laughs> Stu, right? Is the old man is really mm. fucking old. Like, like really gross looking. Yeah, he looked, Jimbo is, and then uh, Jimbo looks like a fucking dirtbag too. They, they just, I don't know, they all look really bad. I mean, I don't know, we're talking shit on them, but whatever. I mean, I hope they hear this. And they like still a, do it. You're a D, you're what? What's like? You're like a Z-list celebrity if you're like a radio. Well, host. I saw a billboard that said uh, Jimbo's back, dude. I see those all over the place. Oh, wow. I almost crashed looking at that because I was trying to read. <laughs> like, no way, Jimbo t- of like, Stu, Tiffany, and he's Jimbo. He's back. <laughs> he's back, baby. It's like it's almost like. Um, how like kids aren't getting vaccinated now and they're like polio's back. Like that's how I took it. I was like, oh, Jimbo's back? Oh, we gotta deal with this. <laughs> the morning stiffy. As a kid, I remember that we would listen down the way to school and I just didn't get it. Oh, I was in uh, a magazine, literary magazine class at uh Crafton, and uh they were like, Okay, how can we get our how can we get like people to come come read our magazine? Which is ninety percent of the classes you take when you're when you're writing a magazine for yeah. college class. It's like how do we get people to read this shit? And uh this one guy's like yeah, I know a guy that works at a uh, 96.7. I get him to talk about on on, uh, on the morning stiffy, and this this kid was like, "What's the morning stiffy?" And then I swear to God, dude, it was quiet for like a full minute, and then someone's like, "It's like a it's like a it's like a a boner a morning a morning boner," and he's like, "He's like, oh, I know that. I just meant like there's a show called that," and everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, sure you did." He's like, "Oh, I know." Oh, I took him at his word. I don't know. I like to think that you would know. There was always even that, that, if, okay. Even if you had never heard that term in your life, you could probably, if you're a dude, you could probably figure out like, oh, well, you'd be like, it's morning, and, and it's it, it, it's stiff. Even if you were speaking another language, you'd be stiff. like, oh, I know that stiff. <laughs> I don't know stiff, stiffy morning. Oh, <laughs> someone took his money. But, uh, yeah, and they, dude, they have not updated their music at all. It's still Disturbed, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Godsmack, uh, Creed, Three Doors Down, Three Days Grace. Uh, I mean, stop me if I'm wrong here. Uh, you know not. what I mean? Also, Three Days Grace is, like, the worst, dude. I, I think, think that's how you know if you live in a town full of idiots, if that's what's on the radio. <laughs> like, if you're, if you're in a smarter town where they're listening to, like, Things that are good, I don't know. Like, but remember if you're when we were leaving San Diego and there was a we, we like literally were just listening to the Spanish station the whole time because they were they're like yeah. Morrissey Especial. It was and a, they were literally <laughs> just playing like nothing. But for the some Smiths reason, was it was lit. it was an Easter Sunday, dude, and they were for some reason they were playing all Smiths and Morrissey songs, and I was like, all right, because yeah. we would cut to the commercial, we're like, oh yeah, this is this is even an American station that's playing Spanish. Like, yeah, we should go uh, Morrissey's playing with Interpol in like a month. Yeah, it's gonna cost a lot of money. I'm sure. I've probably already. I'm trying to see that. How much would, how much would that cost? Like forty? More than that for sure. Uh, that's like at least a hundred bucks, I'd imagine. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Because uh, it's L.A. and they they the love Bowl, Morrissey though. and they love Interpol. Look it up. You got the computer. Who's they? When you say that, by the way. People in L.A. Who's who's? I said which, L.A. Which, which people? Angelinos. <laughs> Angelinos. Sounds like a, an Italian restaurant. It does. 
I bet there's at least one of those in Los Angeles. Uh, also, we cut it. Uh, I had to restart it because of the mic situation with Jacob's mic. How did you like the thing? Wait, how <laughs> how far back did you restart? That was we that was only a minute in when that happened. Okay, continue. It was pretty creepy, honestly. Like that actually like kind of freaked me out a little bit because I'd never seen it. Dude, the gore like, is really still good. really rad. The monster effects on that are pretty much like un, untouched. Yeah, like, no were, one's done anything that good since. That's super good. I always maintain though, like that movie was creepy as a kid, but when I got older, it was like there's certain horror movies that have like an actor that you really love in them, and then you're just like, nah, everything's gonna be cool because Kurt Russell's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like the entire time he's like the coolest character, and then he's always like whipping people like just the whole the best it feels scene. like that is a whole like a kind of a mini genre of horror movies where you have like a hero that's like mm-hmm. well like uh evil dead is a great example i was too. just thinking about that and, and also a uh, big trouble in little china obviously mm-hmm. um it's like that whole thing i, I we since we've been re-watching workaholics Dawn they the reference like that, that a lot like big <laughs> yeah, trouble in little do. china yeah he's like a, a tri- an asian girl with green eyes and he's like doing the the weird like lightning hand thing um <laughs> uh, which we still need to do our commentary for. I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah. Well, uh, The Shining's great. The Shining? What? We were watching um, something about Stanley Kubrick the other day. You know what I hate is when people call him Stanley Kub- Kubrick, like it's a Q. Kubrick. And for all I know, that may be right, but it sounds, sounds stupid. You know? Isn't it just Kubrick? It, I mean, it, to me, to me, it's just Kubrick. Uh, Kubrickian? Kubrickian. Q- Kubrickian, dude. What was, uh, didn't you have some topics? Or some hot we topics? talked about topics? that movie, uh, Beach Bum. Oh, yeah, the Beach that's Bum. Was, yeah. We watched that. That was fucking, I was surprised. It's like, I really liked that. Because yeah, I don't really, really care good. for Spring Breakers. Like, I still see haven't it? seen that, no. It's, I, I mean, I'd be down to watch it again now, to be honest, yeah, but like... James Franco's good in it. Oh, yeah, I always forget oh. he's in it. Like, he's I the main just, character. His name's Alien. Oh, yeah, that's right. Selena Gomez is the main Selena character. Selena Gomez is in it, yeah. Well, he's like the main guy, though. Like, they follow him around the entire movie. And mm. Selena Gomez is like the... Remember in Sicario, you have Emily Blunt's character who's like complaining about everything, doesn't want to be there? That's her character in that movie. She's like, ah, uh, what are we doing here? That's me in real life. <laughs> Whoa, hey. that was a bug right in my ear. Uh-uh. I notice you get attacked more than anyone in here by those like, weird I take up more bugs. space. So. And it's like mm-hmm. August now, so like, I'm going to have to ask you guys to go. Yeah, I can't wait for it to get cold again just so all the fucking uh, bugs and animals in this garage yeah, die. Like three months away. The problem is with the, the animals will just burrow in here. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, uh, what were you video games and violence? That's a problem now because of the mass uh, shootings. That's super annoying. I thought we were over that. That was like such a 2005 thing. Yeah. Like, how how do they keep using that scapegoat for like video games every just shooting? Just because it's always mass shooters are always young kids. They're always like in their. I don't know how old this guy was. That's but a good point. It's just a crossover between people who are going to be shooters and who also play video games. Yeah. Like you don't really get a lot of boomer mass shooters. I don't think there has been any. What about the Vegas shooter? The Vegas shooter is what? The Vegas shooter. There you go. Lean in that mic when you the say The boomer it. shooter. Oh, the Vegas shooter. Yeah, that's right. Damn. We, which, by the way, we haven't heard anything about. The most mysterious of all shooters, honestly. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for that documentary. Well, I still, coming, we haven't yeah. really heard anything. Do you ever think about this? The San Bernardino shooter. I was going to say, this, it's been almost oh, five man, years, and we, right. you don't really hear anything about that. I remember Dude, that there, like, there was more than 
two, which is the yeah. guy and the wife. And then, like, we've never heard anything about the third guy who technically was brought into custody. So I mean, we don't even know if that's real or not. I'd like to think they're doing whatever they got to do, but I, I just want to know. I, like, I want to know what their deal was. I'm, I want, like, the full story on that. Dude, it still, like, blows my mind that that was, like, my mom's building. Yeah. Like, that yeah. she And she was supposed to be there. She got invited. Yeah, she just didn't go. Mm-hmm. Insane to me, dude. Um, That's also, that was, like, that's a stone's throw from Joel's elementary school. Joel's elementary school. Like... I guess they could hear all the ruckus when that was going on. I remember one time when I was working at Amazon in the uh, grocery department, they were like, uh, hey, there was a school shooting, and they were just walking around telling people there was a school shooting in this area, so if your kid goes there, uh, you can have the rest of the day off. <laughs> and I was like, for a split, I was like, for a split second, dude, I was like, what school is it? Like, <laughs> But it wasn't, obviously, Joel's. So. The thing I hate, though, is that, like, it's right and it's wrong, is that like, you see boomers on Facebook that are like, I hate that I had to have a talk with my, my daughter today about what you should do with the school shooting. I'm like, okay, you're overreacting. Then I'm like, no, not really. Like, it's pretty bad. I remember uh, when 9-11 happened, fucking, you remember Josh and his sister, whose name I can't remember? He had a little brother, too. But everybody hated that kid. He was a fucking dick. Uh, That's the one I told the story about how he was like, say God. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. God. And he's like, say it again. And I was like, God? And he's like, say it a third time. And I was like, God. He went and told on me, and I got fucking spanked and nose and toes for like 20 minutes. Nose and toes for those listening is where you, you fucking find a corner dick. and put your nose. <laughs> 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 what? Can you explain it? <laughs> just, I don't know, it just sounds like a euphemism. For, for sucking your own dick? Nose and toes, dude. <laughs> I wish. I mean, right? Right, guys? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yes, yeah, so I remember his his dad like came to the school and to talk to them. It was like three days after it happened. I mean, there was a divorce situation there, but he like showed up to school and it was like, kids, I just want you to know like what's, what's happening right now. And I remember like asking the principal because he was walking by, I was like, what's he doing? And he was like, oh, he's just like explaining 9-11 to his kids. And I was like, what? I don't, but we all. He's like, son, it's an inside job. All right. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. (laughs) It was just such a weird moment where I was just like, well, we all were here. We all saw it. I mean, we weren't in New York, but like we saw it on TV. Like we, I mean, we got it. How soon? What is there to know? Into 9-11 the day do you think conspiracy theory started happening? Or is that like oh, probably immediately, I'm sure. I mean, anytime there's a... Well, especially now. We know for sure now, anytime there's some kind of big tragedy, there's immediately like, some, well, what's a conspiracy theory behind that? I follow a lot of anti-boomer groups on Facebook, and there's one called... So like, when there's a boomer shooter, someone who like goes to... <laughs> shoots up like a, a fucking... Uh, I don't know, where do boomers congregate? Churches? Uh, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Bass Pro Shop. Redlands Family Diamond. Yeah, Bass Pro Shop. There you go. <laughs> um... <laughs> And they were like, they posted this meme that someone put, and they were like, 9-11 happened and 3,000 people died. Not one gun shot was fired or whatever. And then, uh, so don't take our guns away. It was like the argument. And then like the first comment, which was super savage, was like, we did shoot down a plane, so technically some sh- uh, shots were fired. And That's I was fair. like, Jesus Christ. It's also fucking stupid. It's like, so what? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Let's not get into gun shit on here, but like. Yeah, that's um, a deep cut. There's a page I follow now that's called it's, It Really Seems Like You Want to Fuck Your Gun. <laughs> and it's just like those people that are like, they're aiming their gun at a, a pile of guns and they're like, I'm waiting for them to kill somebody. And it's like, okay. That's lame, dude. Both, I, both my, sides of that argument are very dumb, by the way. You get to my point where like, if you're, if you're not John Wick, you don't need a million guns, dude. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like there's no there's reason for some. There's a point in which you're like, why are you stockpiling? That's what I'm saying. There's no reason for some guy to just have like a, like a 50 guns like that. Like well, there's four of us in here. If there's a revolution or zombies or whatever, we don't need 15 guns. We only need four technically. So unless it's like for you to protect your family, I don't think that you need 
a Gatling gun or like a like people buy fifty cals all the time. It's like those are like yeah, anti tank guns, and you're like, I got one of these. I'm gonna go hunting with it. You're like, you're gonna obliterate whatever you shoot with it. <laughs> like it's not. It's there will explode. be nothing left. I kind of like I like to read a lot, so I buy a lot of books. And sometimes you get to a point where you, you're buying books and you haven't even read the books you've already bought. So like you just have piles of books, and then years go by where you still haven't read that. You have like a book you've had for years you still haven't read. I wonder if it's like that with guns, where you're just oh, you're sorry, collecting you're guns, collect guns, and then eventually you just like you start buying guns. You're like, oh, I still haven't shot that uh, machine gun I got, and I like how I was trying to think of a type of gun, machine gun. <laughs> I don't know brand names, dude. That still haven't find that FAMAS or whatever. My favorite part of that, uh, we saw that movie, The Art of Self Defense, was like he goes into a gun store after he gets mugged or whatever to buy a gun, and he's like, I need a gun, preferably one I can hold in my hand. And the guy goes, Ah, you're looking for a handgun. <laughs> it's just like so dry. Like that movie's amazing. That movie had a great sense of humor. Yeah. Well, the guy that was the villain was kind of like John Hamm, and he fucking really killed it. He was kind of scary. Like, yeah. That was a that was a good movie. And it's I second think it's, best I've seen all year. What was your oh? What's Bob Time in Hollywood? Is that your favorite so far? You think? I mean, what else? Nothing's really lived up to that yet. I'm I'm excited for Ad Astra because that looks fucking weird, and I think that might be cool. Oh, that's true. I do want to see that. That it. Looks like it could be oh, great. Oh, yeah, it too. Um, we, Did you see that movie with... Um, I sent you the link with... Uh, who's that guy? Jim Gaffigan? Where uh, I didn't see that. It's no. like a taxi driver type movie, but with Jim Gaffigan playing uh, an Uber driver who drops a guy off uh, to do drug deals, and then one day he just kidnaps the dude's kid, and then the drug dealer's like coming after him. It looks super dark, but what? I'm interested. In oh, that. dude, he was on a podcast and they were talking about how he's playing a role in a movie. That's not like a comedy role. Yeah. It looks like I'm down. For like that. I said, it looks like taxi driver kind of, oh. but, um, that looks lit. I started first reform today and that's amazing so far. Yeah. That's I'm a like good 50 one. Minutes in. That was like, what my second or third favorite movie last, oh, last year? year. Um, it was on the list. Uh, the Irishman looks amazing already. That yeah. Looks that's good. exciting. Like, it looks so Martin Scorsese that you're like, this is going to be amazing. Like the whole, like, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but like that whole scene, have you seen the trailer for it? Like it, it's this guy like pleading for his life and then he starts running out of the store and it's like that weird angle of like Pulp Fiction style, Martin Scorsese style, like, uh, where like someone's on the ground and they do like that weird angle shot. I was like, oh, it just reminds you of like Casino and Goodfellas. Cause that's how like, if you watch Casino and Goodfellas, Joe Pesci always like murders somebody like standing over them or like, Reservoir Dogs, the last scene in the movie, he's like, he tells him he's a cop, and he's like, or they're all aiming down at him and all that, you know? should watch uh, more of those movies, Casino, and those are great. We watched Casino recently. I think I'm yeah. down to rewatch uh, Goodfellas again. I, I'm overdue for that. Goodfellas, I can watch whenever. Any of those movies, are, those are all great um, to me. I kind of want to watch The Color of Money now. It's a great movie, too. So we got that. Um, I had some notes. Oh, um, another thing that keeps getting brought up in the media is like public breastfeeding again. And it's like, are we still <laughs> still butthurt about that? Like, <laughs> I think I brought that up with you and Bryce the other time, the last episode. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts or opinions on that, Rob? Uh, let him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. They should be able to do that. But it's also kind of an, an attention thing, I feel like yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but it's whatever. I don't care. I did, I've never saw a tit and been like, oh, God, why, how dare you pull your boob out? Yeah, I know. That's, that's, I don't know who's more annoying on that. It's like people that are like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not going to complain, I guess is my point. It's not for me. It's for feeding a child. But at the same time, I'm like, that's a boob. 
It's whatever. I feel like it's it's just one of those things where it's like, look, you know, it's kind of weird, right? Like, so I mean, it's it's fine that you're doing it, but you know, it's a little weird that you're doing it. Like, it's kind of like just don't be just don't be upset when someone's like a little weird about you doing something a little weird. I feel like, yeah, it's definitely. I, I get. Are they trying to normalize it? Where you're like, everybody should just breastfeed. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Sure, it could be. Yeah, I mean, the way I, I feel like we pull that shit in France, nobody Twitch cares. it now. Yeah. They just officially came out and said that. My thing is like, okay, let's well, say we'll you're on a future s- where boobs aren't illegal. Yeah, let's say you're <laughs> on a subway good. or you're on a bus on like a Greyhound or whatever, and you're traveling with your child. You're like, oh, we're going out of state, and it's like kind of have to breastfeed so the kid can eat. So, but if you're like at a Target, it's like, just go, you know put a blanket over it it's not a big deal like i again i'm not shaming anybody but at the same time you're like you know that there's kids around and that like their parents might not want them to see that just yet so it's just don't have kids yeah kids are dumb like that really solves it from every angle yeah you no know, their boobs are basically obsolete at that point right <laughs> <laughs> damn let's see uh um, we're really solving all the problems tonight what else School is there? School shootings <laughs> and what's the problem? What do we public got? breastfeeding. Right, yeah. Oh, I was at Chick-fil-A before I came here, and I counted, yeah. I shit you not, and this is not counting the kitchen, 12 people behind the counter. Wow. 12. And only two of them were helping. Like, there was two registers open. There was 12 people behind the counter, and half of them were, like, 16-year-olds is their first job, and they were just walking around going, they're pacing back and forth, and it's just, just like, like expediters or something? I guess, but you only really need one person to do that, right? Uh, it's like two, right? Or three? I would say two or three max, but like we don't need five. And like that's ridiculous. Yeah, it was really awkward because like the kid who was calling out the mobile orders couldn't pronounce anyone's name right, <laughs> and like uh, it was Jacqueline, and he kept he's like ja- Jacqueline, like literally like that fucking sketch or sketch or whatever thing. And he was like, um, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, and then literally one of the dudes was like, I think it's Jacqueline, dude. <laughs> he's like, Is it? Like, he had never heard that name before. I was like, that's a pretty common name, right? There's a lot of names I I haven't heard before. Like, Jackie. I don't know. I can't. I I had never heard of them before, so I can't say what they are. And also, he yelled out Willie, and I was like, oh, I should change my name on there, because that's so weird. I don't know. As I get older, I'm like, Willie's a weird name if you're not, like, a friend of me. Fuck up, like, Big Willie style. uh, Big (laughs) Willie style, your order's ready. Big Willie weekend, dude. He's like, oh, oh, he's a white guy? Oh, okay. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that place was a shit show, dude. The line was out the door. Um, I hate how the app lies to you. It's like, oh, your food's ready. And then you go yeah, inside and it's like not at all. And 10 minutes later, they're like, your, your food's finally ready. And it's like, <laughs> okay, thank you for lying to me, app. I like and how it tells you, it's like, we haven't seen you inside yet. Or did you get your food? And it's like, bitch, you know my food's not ready. <laughs> Y'all know this shit ain't free. Um, what else you got? I mean, you guys got anything? Is, is it always me? Nah, I got nothing. Dude. I didn't. I didn't even know. How's your lawyer Sorry. school going? <clears throat> it has not begun yet. To what's what's start. the process like? Are you nervous? Uh, I'm nervous that they just gave me a bunch of money, like, because I'm gonna have to pay it back. Like, <laughs> no question. That's loans are scary. That's uh. How long is the course, my guy? Uh, it's 15 months. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's pretty better standard. than fifteen years, I guess. I don't know. True. In prison, can you imagine fifteen years? You know, sometimes I think like, hey, if you're in prison, you don't have to go to your work. Prison <laughs> is your work at that point. <laughs> yeah, they like, give you jobs and shit. I mean, if you met, if you met some prison homies and like if you could just read books all day, pretty cool. Let's be chill. realistic. Do you think you could last in prison? 
Do you think based on what you read in books and movies mm. so far that you'd be fine? I feel like I would make friends. People like me. I just feel like it's... <laughs> I hate the aspect that you go to jail and they immediately like, all right, you have to be at the whites. And you're like, oh, white people suck, though. <laughs> yes, I don't want to be like, like Yeah, especially that kind of white people. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'm not trying to be with like prison white. Those are the worst white people. Well, then like... Um, sometimes you don't want to say anything because you're like, what if that happens? And they're like, we heard your podcast. It's like, you have to be with the fruity <laughs> fucking bigot white people like where they shave your head and give you like really lame tattoos of like crucifixes oh, like and swastikas and stuff like that. You're like, this is... And then like you get out of jail and then now you have all this memorabilia like tattooed on you and you're like, well, this is not how I think. I just did this to survive. Like that sounds... That and then like... You're not like we watch those documentaries or whatever, and they're like you're not allowed to just shit whenever you want. Like you have to wait for like recess so that then like no one's in your cell, and then like you can get beat up if you're too stinky. We found out from the that one doc. Remember that we were watching that show and the guy kept farting in his cell, and it's like that was so funny, dude. Especially because that guy was like turbo religious, so you're sitting there and, and he's just like, "Dear Lord," you legit like, thought he was going crazy off of inhaling that guy's like farts. <laughs> That's incredible. Dude. It, the best part man. about that was though is that that the guy who was a cellmate was kind of like really a dick, and then yeah. that guy was crazy. Like, there's no doubt about it. Uh-huh. But like, he was so afraid to wake his roommate up that he started pissing in these little cups. And then he would put them on the edge of his bed, and then, like, the guy who was his roommate found it out and then told on him, and then he got in trouble. That's so fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I don't think you were there when we watched that. Like, what the fuck? Just go pee. Like, that's fucking weird. And, like, his justification for it was so stupid. He was like, I just, this guy's crazy. I, I don't want him to stab me. And uh, so it was, like, 2 in the morning, and I had to pee so bad. And it's like he does this thing where he like tries to climb down and they don't have a ladder to get up there. So he's like climbs down onto the toilet, grabs oh, a cup, shit. climbs back up. And then you can just hear bzzz, like hitting like a cup. And then like the guy below him is like looking up like, what is he doing? And what then the fuck? that's terrifying. And then he tells the guard and the guard like shames him publicly in front of everybody. And it's like, oh, I thought you weren't allowed to snitch. You remember like during the night when he got up and like pretended to kill him like on the camera, you can see him like he's like trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? And, like, it, that one was especially dumb because it's, like, this Mormon father, and then he convinces his son to go into prison with him and on 60 Days In, by the way. And it's, like, why would you think that's a good idea? And second of all, why would you think that they would let two identical it, white goobers stay in the same <laughs> fucking cell block together? Remember they had to tell him, they're like, just so you know, they're going to want to kill you because you kind of look like a pedophile. It's like, imagine that's when you find out you kind of look like a pedophile. Like, was that surprising to him? What was even weirder was that he already knew. So, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> They're on to me. Like, don't you think he should have been a little more devastated by that news? He was he like, he's like, what? Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Well, you can't just... A pedophile? Like, <laughs> Well, <laughs> imagine if he didn't know. They're like, just so you know. You're really fat, you have a pencil-thin mustache and a pencil-thin beard, and you have glasses. You kind of look like you fuck kids. You're going to get... He's like, wait, what? 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 He's just, like, genuinely shocked by that. If you didn't know that going in, you would be so terrified. Because if you remember, they start asking, like, what are you in for? He's like, ah, uh, just some, uh, some, some pe- pe- And then some guy behind him was like, pedo! Like... It's like immediately. Yeah. Well, and then the people that are in prison, they know that show exists. Because they have TV, so like anytime a white person comes in there and they're just like overly casual, they're like, "Yeah, uh, so what are you guys in here for?" And they're like, "Like literally, a guy in the background is like, 60 days in, shit." Like they literally <laughs> just call him out. 
Remember the one too where the guy like for no reason at all started freaking out and he like did this the signal and then people came out didn't even go up to him. They just started talking to the person next to him. Remember that? And then yeah. they just left. And he was like, and he did the signal again. He's like, what the fuck was that? Like, get me out of here. Well, and then like, so you're supposed to have a super secret signal in case things are like your life's in danger. And then he starts doing it up into the camera, like a foot away from the camera that's very visible. And then like people behind him are like, what are you doing? Like we, <laughs> so he kind of just gave his position away. And then they're like, well, now we have to move you to another cell block. And then literally cuts to the warden. He's like, if we move someone to a cell block, it's either because they're a snitch or they got found out that they're on this TV show. I was so it's say, double bad. Like, you yeah, just look like a piece of shit. That was the th- first wow. thing I said. I was like, well, they know you, you only got moved because they found out that you were on the show. So they're going to know automatically. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the guys didn't even last one day. He was like a private detective. And he was like, I'm smarter than cops and all this shit like that. And then he goes in there and then immediately gets beat up. And they have to kick him out because they're like, your life's in danger. That's terrifying. Yeah. And I noticed that, like, the female prison, you'd think there would be a lot more fighting and pettiness going on, but they're all kind of just homies. The funny thing about the female prison was the the one girl... There was three of them, and they figured out when they were talking to each other. They like figured out who, what the, oh, they were both secret the, agents yeah. or whatever. Secret and agents. The uh, and then the other there was like a third girl, and they figured out she was in on it too. And she's like, like this black girl and white girl need to stop hanging out because it's very obvious that they're not like friends. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like they have something in common, and it's definitely that they're from the show. And also, if your prison inmates are so familiar with the show, maybe you guys need to stop using that prison. That's yeah, true. Yeah, because. When someone comes in and they're like way too literate, it's pretty obvious. You know also, I mean? there's just nothing going on in a prison except for so it's like you're just you know everybody and you're just gossiping constantly. So yeah, you'd be like, oh, that shows all here. All it was is gossip and them doing like parties or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like talking to toilets and shit. Yeah, talking to the toilets. <laughs> the best was like there was like the people got like they were like a couple. They're like, yeah, my girlfriend's on this one floor, and then like they like are emptying the water out. He's like, yo, what's up, girl? And it's like. They don't say this, but you know they have like sex talks through the thing. Well, I'm sure. Like they're, he's like, oh, it's so hot. Like they're just saying it into a toilet. It's just such a gross process, too. Like how yeah. they have to do that. And they even say like people get acne from sticking their their head in the toilet bowl. It's like what? That's gross. You get acne from it? Apparently, that's what they said on the jail show. I mean, if you trust in jail people, I know. Uh, that one was really weird where the girl would buy oranges every week and then she would put them in a oh, bag and like make orange oh, wine yeah. fermented. and then someone's told on her so she just started beating everybody up because she couldn't tell who did it. The Beatles, dude. I gotta pee. The band, the Beatles? No, the ones that are in my... Beatles. Here, I'll pause it real quick. All right, back. I just There's an article right here. It says, The grave of late Joy Division frontman Ian Curtis has been vandalized. The, someone vandalized the grave of oh, Ian Curtis. I was like, how? What? You ever see that movie, Control? It's fucking good. No. It says, uh, according to a photo taken by Ian Savright and posted on the Joy Division's central Twitter account, one of the stones has been removed from the grave in the cemetery. Uh, he died in 1980 at the age of 23. <laughs> I mean, that's not really... Someone just took some of the stones that were on top of his thing. Oh, I mean, that's shitty. Yeah, it's a great band. Still want that shirt that says, uh, it has the Unknown Pleasures album cover art, and then it says, uh, Just Like Heaven, the Smiths. Like, that's a, that's amazing. a very troll shirt. There's also that hat that said, Level Tear Us Apart, but it, or it says, Level Tear Us Apart again, but it was in the Make America Great Again-like style. 
Uh, you think you'd get in trouble for that, though? I don't know. I was thinking about that recently. I was like, could you even get away with that? Or would people even, people would be like, oh, wait, so you so you're, you support Trump? It's like, no, it's like a clever play on that. It's like, so you're, you don't think it's important to like not support <laughs> Trump? It's, you know what I mean? It's like, there's just no easy way out of that. Yeah. Maybe it's better as just a meme I saw on the internet. I don't know. It's like, you can't have fun with that hat, unfortunately. Although that episode of Atlanta where he puts it, it's like a... Uh, you bad? What did it say before that? It's time? like make a Amer- or um, Southern Pride, and he put you mad. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know if that. No. Oh, Southern Maid. Yeah. And he put that. you mad. I, I can't. I can't even remember it, dude. We need more Atlanta, dude. Yeah, that was an amazing show. Like, I almost we've been rewatching Workaholics, and it's like I almost feel bad because like we didn't watch it while it was on because we kind of got rid of our TV at that point, and it's it like, lasted enough seasons without us though. You know what I mean? No, but it's one of those things where now that it's like we're re- we're watching it now that it's over, I feel like bummed because it's over. Like, whereas it's always it's in sunny in Philadelphia, like they're still going strong, and yeah, it's true. one of those things where they really did Seinfeld though with workaholics, where like we were just like we've done everything we can do with these characters, let's end it on like our highest rated season. So, but uh, I got a lot of inside baseball on that. Like that, remember we were like, why is there twenty episodes on like season three or four or whatever it was? Yeah. It was because they thought they were trying to get syndicated, and when you get syndicated, they market the show to other networks, and you get paid way more for playing and all that. And then Comedy Central screwed them and didn't tell them that they don't syndicate any of their television so- shows and let them record or make 20 episodes. So they like at the end of it, they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, now that you've hit 100 episodes, we don't do that. They're like, well, why do we do this? <laughs> so was it a bad thing to have 20 episodes? No, it was like... In the interview, he was saying, he's like, the problem is you can either have 13 great episodes with the amount of time they give you, or you can do 20 episodes, and then, like, you're not putting as much writing or effort into them, and you don't have as much time to shoot them, so you're doing less takes, and then now you're doing 20 weeks of uh, airing a show versus 13, and you have, like, no time to do any work outside, so it's like Adam Devine couldn't do any comedy, Durs couldn't write, and then I think Blake Axe and other stuff, too, so it's kind of a bummer, I guess. But, uh... I was talking with dad about that too, where it's like, I, every now and again, I'll come home and it, like the Western channel will be on and it's like season 11, episode 31 or like some high number. And you're like, Jesus. And every Western has like an hour long episode. And it's like each episode feels like a movie. And it's like, how did they get away with that back then? But I guess there was only like four channels. So they kind of had to put something on. But, uh, yeah, there you go. I thought you'd have something to say. <laughs> Show's great. I, I like you said. I wish I'd watched it more when it was on. Uh, I feel like we watched like the first season definitely, and then uh, parts of the second season too, obviously, because we started watching through it. And I was like, wait, I remember this episode. Now. There was yeah. So I watched season one and two, and then like I the first three episodes, of season three is where I stopped, and then and it, every episode's been a banger. So like I don't know. It makes you want to write more shit like that, or it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's like how does that show still great? Even the last season without Glenn Howerton was still pretty damn good. Yeah, there's a lot of good episodes in that. Um, people don't like it now. Did you know that? Like, a lot of people think like the, the last couple seasons have been really shitty, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. They get better every year. I don't know, man. The season before this last one was like one of the best, I think. And this last season was great, even without Dennis. It's like he's one of the central characters, and you kind of need him. It was still pretty funny. I mean, yeah, Dennis is by far my favorite character. Yeah, well, they're it's all like, great though. I mean, they're yeah, all they're great, all really even good. Sweet D, and it's like. I've been playing that game, the, the mobile game, a lot actually. Is it good? Uh, it's just like an idle clicker game, like it's like the cookie game. There you go. What is it? It's a, it's a always sunny like game where you have to like run run schemes and there's like story mode you play through like. <laughs> really? Yeah. I played the first three. Yeah, the first uh, scheme is kitten mittens. No way. So yeah, you just collect it. 
And then I think they do Dick Towel's one of them. And uh, yeah, they I'm 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 all I'm caught up. I'm waiting for new stories. They're supposed to release <laughs> release me, <laughs> but um. Oh, we should talk. Uh, we're planning on doing the uh, the horror movie podcast, or I guess just movie podcasts. Well, we've been planning on doing that since day one. We just we like to talk about it. I think we nailed a format that we're interested in, though. Yeah. Um, we talk about doing a seasonal around Halloween, like once a year, just like a. Uh, I almost think we could do because the movies would be fun to watch too. But we could also do like I've always wanted to just talk about Goosebumps. Like I feel like the show. I mean, everyone loves Goosebumps, but it's like. I don't know. That just reminds me a lot of like. I was thinking, well, every year around Halloween, Halloween we do like a ten episode run for a certain number of horror movies, and then like once that season's over, we take a month off from it, and then we do like Goosebumps or something like that, and then we, once that's over, fuck my head hurts. Uh, we just do like movies and all that, and then like again, just keep rotating genres. Yeah, Halloween's great. We're almost there. Like, I could feel the, I could smell the Halloween Oreos in the air, dude. Dude, there are there's already Halloween decorations Oreos. up in certain stores. And there's nothing better than like cheesy fucking Halloween decorations. Like it, yeah. it makes me feel like the, there's super a company called Beistel, like B E I S T E L, I think, or L E maybe, that uh, did a bunch of Halloween decorations in the '60s. They they just look fucking cool. Like they basically, when you think of like old timey Halloween decorations, that's that's what you're thinking of. Especially, what, is it the third Halloween movie? Like they really. That's my favorite. Yeah. Are you know what I was thinking for the movie? We should watch. Halloween 3, uh, Exorcist 3, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, like all of the weird sequels from all those movies. That's that's a great idea, actually. But uh, Prom Night 2, Hello, Mary Lou. You know what I love Very about Halloween, though, is like even though it's twenty almost 2020 or whatever, we they still have like the really cheesy 80-looking pumpkins where it's like all plasticky. And yeah, like some the, of that shit just never changes. Super, really. It's kind of like Christmas, too. That yeah, like the super fluffy spiders and the really cheesy webs and all that that don't look Have you noticed, ha- I feel like Halloween, so Christmas had that thing in the 90s. I mean, I'm sure it started earlier than that, but it's where everyone started talking about it, where it like it feels like it started coming earlier every year because the stores would just start putting the shit out way, way earlier. And uh, I feel like we're finally getting like that with Halloween now, where like yeah. the Halloween shit starts coming out in August. That's fucking lit, though. I, it's also my favorite time of year for memes because I really love like the spooky, scary skeleton shit because it's super lame, but at the same time, it's really funny. And like the when we're like just the skeleton laughing and shaking. I always thought head. about <laughs> getting that from the uh, it's like an old Disney cartoon of like, the skeleton dance, like of getting a tattoo of that just because it's like where they're like <laughs> playing the fucking xylophone and shit. There's a lot of cool stuff with in the there. bones or whatever. Yeah. That's pretty rad. We were, we were watching that block party video the other day for Skeleton or whatever, where they edit that song over yeah, that old that Disney. Yeah, that super cool. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a great song. Yeah, it's probably their best song, honestly, and it's not on any Spotify or anything. I know, it's weird. I haven't listened to them since high school. I feel like I wouldn't like them if I tried to again. No, nah, man, their first album's great. That's a good one, yeah. That was, dude, that was an album, I bought that on a whim, because it said something about, like, as important as the clash or something. And I was like, okay, uh, so I, don't I just, know about that. I had never heard it before. And I put it out cool. Cause it came, it was all about like nine 11. So like most music of that era. Uh, and, uh, I were listening to it and just being immediately like, Oh, this fucking rules. Like that's so rare, dude. That happened to me a couple times where I just buy a random CD just based on like the album art or something. And it would end up being really good. I remember we heard block party cause of the target commercial. True. Yeah, you're right. That was the, uh, what was that called? The uh, there was some, Fuck, it was they called, were doing like a weird college. Uh, it was like a mini series you could watch on Target's website, and it had British Sea Power was on the was on the soundtrack too. Another great band. Yeah, that's a slept on band. People don't talk about that enough. Uh, there was there was a couple other like that bands that I thought were going to be huge that didn't blow up because Block Party kind of blew up for a while. Yeah, for a little bit. They, well, their first three albums are pretty good. Like the what was what was the band that saw me saw me walking by or whatever. 
That was on there oh, too. Television? That uh No, tell it's a uh, Human Television. Human Television. I found that band on there too and they're pretty great also. They have like four or five good songs. They're they only have one album though, I think. They're like three now. They're cuz their first one's great and the other ones are not. That happens. It's kind of like the they're all what's you always obsessed with that one um in the airplane over the sea or whatever? Oh yeah, fucking Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah, like th- th- that didn't that guy put out another album recently? I don't know. I really haven't been into music. I know it's weird to say, but like, I used to be like hardcore into trying to find new new albums all the time and shit. And like, I haven't really like tried in a while. Like, I'm more listening to podcasts now. I think I'm not gonna lie. I put that "Girls Not Gray" song on yesterday, and I didn't listen to music until later on today. And I re-listened to that song, and I was like, this song is kind of good. Like, it's like a guilty pleasure. It's not good, but at the same I feel like time, the older I get, the more of those I have where I, I, I talked a lot of shit on certain things, and then and then you look back and you're like, all right, that was kind of good. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I remember, I remember hating the White Stripes because they were really popular, and then I got really and Modest Mouse. I hated them too, and I got really into them too. Yeah, isn't Modest Mouse dropping a new album? Possibly. I know they're on tour right now. I know Vundabar's recording a new album in between their like mini tours. Didn't you say the Pixies came out with a new song? Yeah, the Pixies have a new song called Graveyard Hill. It's actually fucking cool. I like it a lot. That's right. And they're they're touring with somebody right now. Oh, the Cure. There's a show in in Pasadena right. where it's the Cure and, and uh, the Pixies. But it's like a hundred something dollars, oh. and dude, that sounds lit. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I can't afford that. Yeah, I know that I can't afford really it. That's really expensive, but that'd be cool. Well, for that price, you better be playing bangers. Is all I'm saying. They have to be. Although the Cure really doesn't have that much bad music. The uh, no, there was a couple of years ago where they played all of Disintegration. Like, like remember when I when I see the Pixies, they just played all of uh, um, Doolittle, which was fucking great. I mean, I love all their music, but like that was cool because that's like the album everybody loves. So you just. That was like a, that was a really cool concert because it was like everybody there. Like obviously you had to be a fan of this band and, and know this album. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's always exciting. You Dinosaur know, Junior. I always talk about how great that concert as was. As I get too. older, that like great Surfer too. Rosa used to be like my least favorite of that that block of four. That's the one I go albums. back to a lot now, and I think it's one of my favorites now. I also really enjoy uh, Tromplemond, which is their last album because it just sounds weird on. and spacey and like. I don't Isn't know. Isn't that the one with Motorway, Motorway to Roswell? Yeah. That's one of my favorite songs by them. It has a really weird mix of music on it. It's cool. Um, let's see. And also, the first album they dropped with uh, without Kim Deal wasn't terrible. There's a few There's okay a couple songs of okay on songs on it. Yeah, I just haven't really listened to it's much of It's kind of like stuff. Cake, if that makes sense, where he's like talk singing. Yeah, he can't scream anymore, so that kind of that's kind of a bummer. Because, really? I don't know. Yeah, he just like destroyed his vocal cords, I think. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, same thing with the the replacements. The dude can't really do that anymore. Guy from Oingo Boingo had to quit too uh, yeah. because of that. That's why every year on Halloween he plays Dead Man's Party and he, at, at the. I really want to go. I know, like I know this is played out, but I really want to go to the Hollywood Bowl and see Nightmare Before Christmas because it's a live orchestra and it's um, that dude. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah, Danny Elfman conducts the orchestra and at the and he, and he sings as uh, Jack Skellington the whole time because he does you know in the movie, mm-hmm. and then at the end he, he plays like one or two songs from uh, Oingo Boingo. Like that sounds like it'd be fucking fun, dude. Which, by the way, you got me into that live album, uh, Boingo Alive, or whatever. Yeah, it's so much better. I mean, I like their music as it is, but... Every song on there is better than the recorded version. It's like, uh, I definitely prefer that album. But also, that song, that album has, like, a few songs that I'm just like, whatever, but, like, most of them are amazing. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, what, 30 tracks or something like that? It's really long, yeah, it's a great album. But, uh, that, and then, um, I really want to see The Misfits before, like, they stop touring with the original lineup. I thought about that, and then I was thinking, like, is that, I mean, I don't know. It feels like it's past their prime. Like, it would have been cool to see the Misfits when it was, like, when they were brand new. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or maybe that's just me. I don't know. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that would be ideal. A Misfits biopic would be fucking rad, though. That's one of those you where I'm like... that will ever happen, though? I think that will. I don't know. Yeah, I, I could see someone doing that. Like, the, the Ramones don't have a biopic, though, and neither do The Clash. Like, all of those bands would, would be really interesting you know to see You know why, though? Of. Because with punk music specifically, they're, like, really political. Did you ever see the Germs movie? I forget what it was called, but no. it was pretty good. Yeah. I heard that there's, like, a Bad Brains one in the works. That'd be interesting, because they, like... That's one of those bands that everybody loves, but didn't you say, like, nobody talks about, like, they suck now? Well, yeah, they put out one good album, and then they turned they into turned a to like slow, a reggae like, band. reggae band, yeah. And that's not what people wanted to hear. No. The only band to successfully do that is, like, The Clash, where, like, they incorporate a little bit of reggae towards, like, the later shit, but it's, like, actually rad. What would be cool is, like, if you if you made a movie that was just about that era of punk music, or, like, you know what you could do is, okay, <laughs> you make, make it like it's Forrest Gump, like, make a fake band, and it's just them... Like throughout like the late seventies, early eighties, like all the different punk bands, like you touring on with them and shit. Like so they meet like the Germs and Dead Kennedys and like fucking uh the descendants and shit. You know what I mean? Like the, well like you could do like proto punk into that. So you have like the New York dolls and like Velvet Underground and stuff like that. I would watch that. I would watch that. Uh have you ever seen Sid and Nancy? Maybe you know you know what no, I haven't actually seen that, but maybe if you centered it around like a I think they made a CBGB movie, but if you made like a fake club or something I where like they all went there. Oh, yeah, I did hear that too. I, I think isn't um, John Travolta, I think, isn't it? Or I really? think Johnny Knoxville. Somebody like that is in it. It was John something. I don't think it was John. I mean, I'm sure he, maybe he was in it, but I don't mm-hmm. think that's who I was thinking of. Um, Give me a Coke, dude. That'd be lit. All right, we'll keep it going then. Same. Also. Oh, uh, I was watching that R. Kelly documentary today. That's what I, I this entire time oh, I've been trying boy. to speak, bring that up, but I couldn't remember what it was. Um, it's pretty harrowing. I mean, it's like, uh, you watch the whole thing. I'm, I'm like halfway through cause it's six episodes. Uh, I don't know, man. It's one of those things where you're just like, good. how, how could people, when you think about it, it's like, it's not like people didn't know what was going on. People full on knew, give me a cherry Coke though. <laughs> people full on knew what was going on and just chose to ignore it. Yeah. They still just loved his music. It's like the same deal. Not anymore, obviously. Yeah, for real. And it's so like they talk they talk about this all the time too. They're like, uh, it's so sad because he he makes these songs like I believe I can fly and shit like that. And then people are like, oh, that's like such an uplifting. That song means so much to me, like on a personal level and shit. And then to find out, did you trip over a fart or what, what happened there? No, I moved the fan. Oh, <laughs> it sounded like I'll claim a fart. I'm not scared. It just sounded like you farted and tripped at the same time. So <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, <laughs> tripped over a fart would be a great uh, episode title. Keep that in mind. My name for Space Station was Hard Farter. It was. Anyway, yeah, check that out. If you're one of the few people who still hasn't seen that, it's interesting. It's worth watching. I don't think most people haven't seen it, right? I mean, it was pretty popular when it was new. Like, kind of like which uh, one's worse though, the Michael Jackson one or the Arca- I feel like I haven't R. seen the Michael Jackson. The Michael either. Jackson one is just so uncomfortable, dude, because it's like it's just bleak. Especially because I used to be one of those guys who was like, "No, nah, I don't think he did anything." And then you like, there's no way. Like when you watch this movie, like it will change your mind if you feel that way. Like the, these these like families just got completely destroyed because of this dude, and it's so it's like it's so real. Like you know what I mean? You won't. I get it. I, I get the idea that you're like, "No, nah, they're lying for money." Cause like I used to feel like that, like that, like when uh, when Cosby like, got money? in trouble, I was yeah. When Cosby got in trouble, I was just like, nah, that's just one of those. Which now you realize that's not a thing. That's not like I always just have this idea. Where it's like, oh, that's just one of those things where they just want someone's money. Like with Kobe and shit, it's like, no, shit happens. That's what you're told. Exactly, and it's like, 
it gets to a point like like with the Cosby thing where you're like, there's too many people that agree on the exact same sort. Like obviously he did that. What's the the number that tips the scale though? Like is it like three? Is it five? Because sixty three is pretty bad. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean that's the that's a dangerous line to walk. But when Bill Cosby when that whole thing came out, it was like something like sixty women for sure. Sixty. Yeah. I don't know the exact number, but like insane. Sixty approximate women came out and were like, this dude, like uh, like used ruhithnol or whatever and like drugged them and raped them, and it was like. Then you have celebrities that were like interacting with him that were like, yeah, he was very like weird to my wife and all that. And it was one of those things where it's like he was like, he would do like a live show and then like he would have these people that would go out and find like the his type of woman, like he had a specific type, and they would like grab them, like, hey, Mr. Cosby wants to hang out with you after the show and all that. He said basically the same thing in the R. Kelly documentary that he had dudes that would just go get him girls. Mm -hmm. Except when he met girls, he met literal girls, like not not women. I've heard the same thing about Leonardo DiCaprio, but like he full-on gets consent and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't even know how I feel about that because it still seems kind of predatory. Wait, what's Leo up to? I thought he was one of the good ones. No, like he's, he's into a like good 20, one. 21-year-old girls or something but, like well, that. Well, like the, there's like a joke that's like he has dated every Victoria's Secret model. Like, I mean, he's literally Leonardo DiCaprio. So yeah, it's like, like, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm like, the only it, other guy on his level, I guess, is like literally Brad Pitt. I don't, I don't know who's popular now, but it's like that's when I was a kid. I feel like we're still, the stars are still good. But my thing is with that is like, I guess from what you hear, I don't even know where I could pull this from, but I'm sure I could find something. It was like Leonardo DiCaprio will have sex with like random women, but like will have a no lawyer way. print out like consent forms and all that. Like and Dave Chappelle? Like, yeah, that's what that's making fun of. Damn. Is, uh, so he'll like have a girl that he's attracted to and then it's like, I fully consent to this. This is like, we're both. Where'd have, you hear all this? Uh, I want to say I heard it on a podcast, but like it was one of those things where like they weren't joking, but uh, I could pull it up, I guess. But it was one of those things where it's like, they're like, this is how you should do it if you're going to have sex with women and be a celebrity because it's like you can't just have sex with a random woman and have there be no communication because it's like, you have a billion dollars and she doesn't. So you guys need to make it clear that like this is a one-time thing, you're hanging out. So I don't know. Again, enthusiastic consent. But again, we're talking about Leo, so it's like the dude... I think he's just. Well, I don't think out. he's had to worry about enthusiastic that, but consent my his entire is, life. Is you have to look out for yourself because he is attractive and good looking. You might have to. You got to deal with some gold digger situations. I'm sure someone's had to deal with that. Let me see. But uh, I wonder if there's going to be a Weinstein documentary. I mean, there has to be, right? I feel like there will eventually, just because there's. I'm sure there's a lot to get into with that it's it's a incredible really how many like people were affected by that you know what i mean just like that dude really like was all over hollywood i guess i don't know it was he basically started tarantino and karen and kevin smith's career and uh robert rodriguez and like ben affleck and and uh matt damon like launched them to stardom because of uh that one movie won the oscar i guess leonardo DiCaprio had sex with rihanna and she said he's great Good for both of them. Wow, my that's man. My that's gonna man. be that's gonna be one of the few times where it's just like, oh, these are like two of the most famous people in the world. You know what I mean? Like, makes sense. You know, I'm not surprised. There's an article that says my by the New York Post. So again, take that with a grain of salt. It's like my orgy with Leonardo DiCaprio it. from 2013. Jimmy Kimmel says Leonardo DiCaprio has reportedly had sex with more than 9,000 models. Cool, I, I guess. I mean, you'd definitely have to be, just to logistically make that number work with all the movies he makes, you'd have to be doing more than one at a time, I feel like, more often than not, right? Yeah. 
It says Jimmy Kimmel, full-time late-night host and a par- apparent part-time sex mathematician, broke down the numbers behind e- DiCaprio's well-publicized jaunt through the joys of physical interaction, which I guess is what I was talking about, where it's like it was back in like the early 2000s that it came out that he was just like banging every Victoria's Secret model, but they were like into it, so there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I feel like he would have got me too'd hard if he did something stupid. You know what I mean? It didn't seem like anyone was getting away with it, so... He seems um, clean. That's for the possibility number. That's just speculation, though. Oh yeah, so this I think this is what it was. It was like uh, his former assistant or whatever was talking about how that, like he would have someone approach the women and be like, "Are you interested in having a relationship?" Be weird to be an him? assistant for Leonardo DiCaprio, or I guess anybody. Really. Kind of cool. I mean, not that aspect of it, but to be like, "What's up, man? You were really good in the Basketball Diaries." <laughs> like, have you seen that movie? Yeah, a long time Finally ago. Finally watched that recently. You got an appointment? <laughs> poo poo? You gotta go poop? <laughs> I only say that because it makes Jacob laugh. Bye. Later. I asked her, I, she's like, Are you guys chilling? I was like, Yeah, we're gonna be recording. Is that a problem? She's like, No. I had a <laughs> That's good what happened last time. Yeah. Cool. Slurping that down, huh? Slurp it down, my guy. <laughs> Um, I'm excited about the movie podcast. <clears throat> I'm always excited about movies, dude. What's uh? Is there something coming out soon? It's exciting. A lot of good movies coming I out. Know. This year. Irishman, Escape Room. You watched that? I watched Escape Room. That sucked. Yeah, that was dumb. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I just gotta confirm. You know, no need to yeah. see it. That's how I felt. A lot of horror movies where I'm like, I know this is going to be bad. I just, whatever. I just like horror movies. You just want to see what they're they're up to. That's fine. You know why? Because horror movies is the one genre where like, you never know what the fuck is going to happen. Sometimes some crazy ass shit happens where it's like, it can make the whole dumb movie worth it for just that one scene. That's what's great about horror movies. Like in recent memory, what would you say that that did that? Uh, there's a movie called Don't Go in the House, uh, originally called The Burning, but they had to rename it because there's another movie called The Burning that had uh, Jason Alexander in it from Seinfeld. It was like one of his first roles. But so the original The Burning, which is now called Don't Go in the House, it was a, a ripoff of Psycho uh, made in the '70s about a guy who has a room in his house that has nothing but like metal walls and floors, and he just burns women alive with the flamethrower. And the movie sucks, but the shit with the flamethrower is fucking cool. So it's like. It's worth watching just to see the, the flamethrower stuff. It's yeah, and also that's where um, uh, Kojima got the idea for the the Fury, I think, in the third Metal Gear. Like it's based on that that oh, movie. Really? Yeah, that's why I looked it up. Huh. So yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what it is. What else <laughs> you got? I feel like the Thing remake had it was it was not that great. All I mean, it was it wasn't even a remake. It was, it was, the it was CG a, pre- it was a prequel. Yeah, but it had some cool ideas, like the fact that it when it replicated you, it would like knock out like if you had if you had false not false teeth if you had like uh, fillings or whatever, it would fix your teeth. To me, that was like I feel like that was in the pitch meeting for that, like that was such a good idea that I was yeah. like, oh, that must have been something. Cause That's something that someone that had been thinking about that movie for years was like, oh, that'd be a cool thing. I remember seeing that in theaters and being like, well, the first one's gory, this one's probably going to be pretty gory too, and that movie was like pretty damn gory, but like it wasn't as cool as the first one. I will say this though, that guy that was from Beer Fest is in it, and he's also in NCIS Los Angeles, the blonde dude. Oh yeah, dude. yeah, I know you're talking about. His death scene is horrifying because it's like the monster just like lays on top of him and starts absorbing him into the monster, and like his face starts melting into the the. We you should watch have, that. Is that it, a different? I'd one? be down honestly. It's the it's the a 24 hour prequel to the first one. So you know the first, in the one we just saw, like it like starts the with the dog running into their camp and the guy's trying to shoot him. That was like the sequel. 
that's well, that's the original movie. I mean, it's actually a remake, but that's 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 just how. So Sony made a prequel like years later, and it's like what it happened? That, well, how did the dog get infected? That goes to their camp. Oh. Yeah, and it was. Uh, remember how they keep bringing Mary up Elizabeth Winstead? Yeah, right? she's in it. Uh, and I also think Joel Ed- Edgerton Edgerton is in it. I feel like that it was a. From what I remember, it was a decent. It's not great, but it's like look at the thing. You can't really live up to that. Uh. Oh, someone just messaged me and said, "Also, it's Shadrack, not Radshack." Expose him. Uh, Sh- Shadrack, Meshack, and Abednego. Shadrack. Like the Beastie Boys. It's Shadrach, Shadrack, Meshack. Fuck, she's right. There was Abednego. also a. Uh, is it Chad? Shadrack. There was a Veggie Tales episode about that. Or is it Shab? Shab. Shad. Shad. With a D. Like Shabba do. Here's the thing, though. Shack. If you look up Radshack, it'll finish it and put Meshack and Abednego afterwards. But I think that's a song. No, never mind. That's just someone, enough people had spelled it wrong that it'll just let you search that. My bad. Cool. Because uh, on the last episode when you left, I was like, wouldn't, I was like, how rad is that name if it was Radshack? <laughs> Radio Shack, dude? Radshack kind of sounds yeah. like someone, like a, if you're watching Predator and it's one of the, the Green Beret guys, like, Radshack, get over here. I ain't got time to bleed, like that kind of thing. I'll buy that for a dollar. Robocop, Robocop is, is amazing. Yeah, Robocop <laughs> I couldn't believe you guys hadn't seen that before. Like I, I've never seen that. Never seen that. It was, it was. Uh, shit was on cable all the time. Like I remember when I finally saw like not on cable, and I was like, "Whoa, this movie's crazier than I thought." Like it's weird. Certain movies, like they play Pulp Fiction on cable. Sometimes you're like, "What's the point?" Like you can't hear anything or see anything that happens in that movie. Which one? Pulp Fiction. Dude, they probably censor out like her doing the heroin. So I'm saying, there's probably so much shit you, that they just have to censor in that. <sighs> yeah, I I think if I I watched it on TV in that whole scene with the uh, dominatrix guy. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's the gimp or play. whatever is not even on the. Um, I don't know how you could do it. Yeah. Well, because think about it, it's like a scene where someone's getting raped, and then he has blood all over his shirt, and then he goes out and gets a samurai sword, and then comes back and like like cuts the guy down, and then the other guy shotguns him in the wiener, and it's like nothing about that is friendly for TV. And I remember. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I saw that was on IFC. I remember just when I got to that part, I was like, wait, what? What's happening? <laughs> like, yeah. The first time, the first few times I saw that, I saw it out of order. So I just had no idea where I was at in the movie. Because remember back when TV wasn't like direct TV or whatever, you, whatever was on was on and you, you couldn't, it didn't say what was on. You just had to wait for the commercial and be like, no. You're right, you're right. So I would just watch it and it was censored, but it would be like, uh, the beginning part, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is the end," and it's not the end, and you know the part. With I missed that because that's how you would just find random ass movies. Like, but that's so, also how you were like, I can't remember what it's called. But one time I watched a movie. Yeah, true. I, I remember I saw Fright Night that way. I remember one one day I was sick, I stayed home from high school, and we had free HBO that weekend, and I saw Fright Night and fucking the Twilight Zone movie back to back. Those were both amazing. Still haven't seen the Twilight Zone movie, but Fright Night's really good. Uh, the remake of Fright Night's surprisingly good. Yeah, I like that yeah, too. I like that. We should watch that. Uh, I'm in the mood for like vampire movies, especially since we were gonna watch Near Dark and we couldn't find it. That sucks because that movie's great. Like I can't believe that's not on Blu-ray. That has to be something. I bet you like just we, because we put it out in the universe. I, I guarantee you, there's gonna be a special edition coming out this year. I can't believe there's another special edition American Werewolf coming out. Like I've bought that four times now, dude. 
And, and I will buy it again. Stage. Yeah, don't <laughs> even. It's and here's the thing. It's not a 4K, so eventually they're gonna put a 4K out, and I'll probably buy it again. What's with that? Like, there. Like I said, why is Cliffhanger 4K Blu-ray? I, why is Christine on 4K? Drive but, but not the have thing. A 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, well, Christine makes sense. It's a great movie. Yeah, but like, why? Why that? And not like any of his other more famous. Like Halloween does. I, well, no, I think Halloween does have a 4K actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, that Alien looked fucking amazing on 4K. If they put an Aliens out, I'll probably get that too. Even though I already have all that whole set on Blu-ray. We still need to see The Fog. We should watch Assault on Precinct 13. That movie's just great. Um, They, I, have you noticed if you try and talk about They Live, nobody knows about that movie? Really? That you don't just talk about, Unless you're like like a horror movie nerd that you don't really, no like, have you heard of They Live? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know if I've seen it. Like, I was talking to him and Jordan and, and, um, I think John was here and I was like, you guys haven't seen that? And he's like, is it scary? And I was like, no, not at all. It's like, it's rad. Like, this dude is, it's the Rowdy Roddy Piper, the wrestler. He's in uh, L.A. as like a homeless person. It's Keith oh, David from uh, like The Thing. Yeah. Him, right? Yeah, Ch- Childs from The Thing is in it. And like they put on these sunglasses and everybody who's an alien, just like you can see that they're an alien. And then he starts looking up at billboards and like instead of being like serial, it says obey or like reproduce or like repent and that kind of stuff. And it's like you see the subtext through like marketing. And that's where the obey clothing line came from is from that movie. Also, Kevin Smith interviewed that guy on a long podcast Shepherd recently. Perry? It was really interesting, yeah. Is he a cool dude? Yeah, he seems okay. Who's, was it Banksy? Like, have you noticed that guy's a joke now? Yeah, because his, his art was so of a time, you know what I mean? That, yeah. like, now in retrospect, it's kind of, it's just kind of played out. Has that guy, does that guy do anything, like a podcast or something? No. Banksy? <clears throat> Nobody knows who he is. Yeah. Wow. He's like, still doing that. If you watch anything about him it's always like a dude wearing a mask and all that which i think it's just the the bush era like protest art is kind of dead even though we live in an even worse era now that there's like no interesting art coming out of the trump era have you noticed that yeah there's no like good music coming out like i remember i was i was saying this and i really do believe this regardless of politics when you have a republican in the white house uh stand-up comedy fucking sucks all comedy blows whenever there's a republican in the white mm-hmm. house because all it is is like oh my god trump can you believe it which like again regardless of how you feel that you have to admit that's true like most even like comedians that don't talk like pat uh, not pat oswald he always talks about politics but like uh mike Birbiglia had a bit on george bush and mark mike Birbiglia <laughs> is not a political comedian but, Although that bit was really funny. Yeah, his I would say his is the only one. That, well, it just kind of wiffle ball Tony. Yeah, just kind of kind of the same deal with uh, John Mulaney's bit on Trump is one of the only funny Trump bits I've ever heard. Uh, Even Chappelle, like it got a little old, but he still managed to make it a little bit funny. Like him talking about how one of the things I liked about that was he was talking about how he's like I I wasn't gonna vote for Trump. I had to vote for Hillary, but I didn't like it. And he was like, it was kind of like you're going down on a girl, and then she she queefs in your face. He's like <laughs> like him relating that to that's really brilliant. Uh, but like the when we, we were talking about this too, like the opposite is true of music. Like when George Bush was president, we were getting so much good music. Oh yeah, and it was all like, and all of it's like protest of, of like well, I, yeah, I hate this. We about block parties, silent alarm. Like if it, it's one of those things now where like there you have to kind of know about the Bush era to get some of it because the well except for banquet is clearly about Bush or uh-huh. no helicopter. Um, and it literally is talking about him and his relationship with his dad. But, like, The Price of Gas is a, a really slept-on song or whatever. You remember that one? Yeah. I also... That song is talking about, like, it's basically why we're in Iraq. It's, it's like the price of gas keeps on rising or whatever. And he's like, I drive a mid-sized car. And, um, is, but uh, it's talking about how we're only in Iraq for oil and not for weapons of mass destruction and all that. I also so. think about Arcade Fire. Well, I think of, like, the t- like early 2000s. Are they political? 
Yeah, definitely. Like all, all of their like, especially uh, Neon Bible is like hundred percent about nine eleven. Like everything in that. I felt like the neighborhood uh, was more about like politics than Neon Bible. I thought that was more about just like spirituality and growing well, up and all that. Neon Bible. I mean, the sale. I don't want the salesman knocking at my door and all that shit. And then like, uh, well, yeah, the, okay, you got it right. Where he's like, uh, World War Three. When are you coming for me? Yeah, and. Uh, I mean, the, the Antichrist Television Blues is, is is literally about Lindsay Lohan's dad. Like that was, I thought that was interesting when I remember reading about that. But um, per, like uh, like like the, you know, what's that one where it's like eating in the ghetto on a hundred dollar plate? Like people go into these like, uh, uh, what do you call them? Soup like kitchens? No, not soup. Like a like a fundraiser dinner for the hundred dollar plate and shit, trying to raise money. It's just like everything in that album like ties back into like George Bush and nine eleven and shit. It's really interesting. Because I, I just listened to that recently, and I was just like, wow, I don't know how I didn't notice any of this shit when I was a kid. The lyrics are... And, and then uh, uh, the gorillas, too, that uh, Demon Days had a fuckload of references to 9-11. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Kids with Guns is about, like, mass shootings, right? Probably. I mean, I haven't read that officially, but, I mean, what else would it be about? I don't know, Child Soldiers? Could be. Yeah, that's also true. But, man, remember when, like, punk music was good? Like, we're... Like... The Dead Kennedys is an amazing band. Like the Clash is an amazing band. Like even the Ramones, like they they don't really get political. And he even talks about how he hates politics. Like the song "I'm Against It's amazing. Um, where he's yeah. like, "I'm not political, but I'm against it." Uh, that shit's awesome. There's a like a, a I want to say it's like a six part mini podcast on Spotify only about the Clash. It's really really good. And Chuck D from uh, Public Enemies is the voice for it. That's worth listening to. And it's like. I don't know if you knew this, but, like, the Clash were put together by, like, uh, uh, you gotta finish my sentence? No. Oh, it was kind of like, you know how Simon Cowell put together, like, a, a pop band that's, like, they're made in a lab, and then they become really famous? That happened to the Clash, but they were actually good musicians and had something to say, and it's, like, um... I mean, the they, same thing happened with the Sex Pistols. I knew the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Right? It was, like, the only reason was his face was in the Sex Pistols because he was good-looking. He couldn't even play bass, Sid Vicious or whatever. We should watch that movie. I've never seen it. Sid Nancy. I haven't seen it either, it's but it's amazing. Too, so. Also, like, if you're into music and politics and all that, do yourself a favor and listen to Disgraceland. Like, that podcast is amazing. Uh, there's a whole episode about uh, Sid and Nancy and how, like, basically he got, like, basically what, Nancy saved his life, like, eight times because he always was overdosing. And, like, she did this thing that sounds horrifying where like the one of the last times he OD'd before he actually OD'd and died from his mom killing him. Um, he like overdosed and to wake him back up, she would start, she would put ice on his balls and then start stabbing his balls with a pen. Like, and it was like, there's blood all over the place and then, and like hit him with an adrenaline needle. That doesn't sound like that. No. That sounds like CBT. And, um, it was like this weird thing where it was like, there, like two women in his life killed him essentially whereas like Nancy and like his mom basically he he stabbed uh, she bought him a knife and the same day she bought him a knife they were having like heroin with, withdrawals or whatever and uh, he woke up and there was like blood and her body was like next to the um, the toilet and he like didn't even remember killing her or he couldn't even remember if she did it or if he did it but everybody assumed he did it so we don't even really know she could have done it because they had a suicide pact and uh, so he goes to the prison from uh, good time but like back then it was the 70s so it was way more fucked up and like everybody was just raping each other in there and all that and then well I shouldn't have laughed at that what? <laughs> I said I shouldn't have laughed at that but 
Well, you know it is, but uh, so his mom pays <clears throat> bail and then like basically overdoses him on drugs because she knows he's gonna go to jail for like thirty years and he can't handle it in there. Because there's really no getting out of that. I was just thinking about, and I was wondering if it was still in in print, and it is. Uh, Dee Dee Ramone wrote a book called Chelsea Horror Hotel, and it's like um, about that hotel. Yeah, it's about that hotel. It. Apparently, is just famous for musicians like staying in. Isn't that the one John Lennon and Yoko stayed in the bed? Yeah. Anyway, it's about like a haunted hotel, and it's like Sid and Nancy or or a ghost or whatever. I don't know. It sounds interesting. Yeah, that one's really good. Some of the weird ones are like that are really interesting. Is like the James Brown episode is insane. Like he was just the idea. Like you basically realize that like musicians back in the day could just get away with anything because there was no social media. Like there was no one filming. There was no cameras, so you could just take advantage of women like a lot of them on the stories are hitting women and all that like there's a really interesting one about the um uh the rolling stones and their original guitarist i think is is brian may no that doesn't sound right that's from queen um it's brian something he's like their original guitarist and like they kicked him out of the band even though it was like his idea to start the band and all that and uh you know their first live show in america was in san Bernardino. really yeah but uh there, the whole episode about exile on Main Street's amazing. I watched a documentary about that a long time ago. It was really good. You know, it's, it's like, you know, pre-social media, like you were saying, these bands could just do whatever and get away with it, and it was, and then it would just be like nobody would talk about it, and then it would become like an urban legend. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you would go to a small town in the middle of nowhere, and then you would attempt to murder somebody, and then you just leave the town, so the cops can't do anything about it. You're already out of town. You know what I mean? And then it just becomes hearsay at that point, like. The Johnny Cash one, there was a part where, like, he, he was married to his wife and uh, he was secretly having an affair with uh, the girl, I think Joan, is that her name? Um, it was the, because it was another famous family of country singers. Yeah, it was that chick. Oh, uh, what was her name? I can't remember. But she was, like, famous and it was, like, someone he, like, listened to on the radio. Before yeah, he got he, they were having an affair and, like, he would get, like, ri- ridiculously drunk and, like, start, like, screaming his love for her on stage and, like, humping the ground and all that, like, high on coke and, and methamphetamines and, and alcohol and all that. And then, like... There's also something interesting to me it's about... It's, like, nobody found out that, like, he was cheating on his wife. His wife never found out because there's no social media. There was no Twitter to be, like, here's a video of Johnny Cash doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Musicians and bands like that... We'll start singing about things like Johnny Cash sung about being in jail all the time, and then he ended up going to jail. Yeah. And then, like, if you listen, there's a really good um, last podcast on the last, like, I think it was like two or three episodes where they talk about um, uh, Tupac and Biggie and like all the shit that went down with that. And it's like you realize like th- this was just two dudes that just wanted to be rappers, but then they started rapping about how hard they are and how gangster they are and shit. And then it's like. Once you start putting that out there, like it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Exactly, like people, like when you name your album "Ready to Die," you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we watched a documentary about Tupac where it was the one where it starts off with him in jail and it's all the interviews and all that, and then there was like a, a music professor or whatever. He's like, I firmly believe he made his own death happen by talking about it nonstop. Where he was like, somebody's gonna kill me, somebody's gonna roll up and kill me, and like he kept saying, like, like again, "Ready to Die" with the other one. It's like, if you keep doing that, it's gonna happen. Especially because you're talking about how you're rolling with the Crips or the Bloods or whatever gang. The other gang is going to listen to your music. It's not like only one gang can hear the music. He's like, so you're going to will that into happening. The same way when Nipsey Hussle died, 
they had this giant um, what, what do you call that? It's like a march for someone who passed away. Like they talk about it in the new pet cemetery. Um, yeah, yeah, what is that um, word? I couldn't think of it either. When like a funeral procession. It's yeah, like procession. A procession. Yeah. Uh, someone got shot at the procession because it was a rival gang that rolled up and just opened fire into a crowd. It's like, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's gonna happen. So. But that's not to say it almost sounds like we're blaming musicians for bringing it on themselves. There's not what I'm no, saying. I just but think it's there is something to be said there. I just think that's interesting. Yeah, that like you, it's almost like you're predicting your own demise. But then it's like that's the stuff you're singing about or writing about or whatever that's in your heart, I guess. <laughs> if you want to get, you know, get, what like, I hate is when think about this happened a lot at Calvary where teachers like with someone like this guy was the first to do this, and they like the teacher's response was like jaded, like well if he didn't do it, someone else would have. I was like yeah, but he did it. So you know like. The Jesse Owens or whatever was like the first black guy to um, run for the America in the Nazi Olympics or whatever back in like the forties in in Germany and they're like that would be like taking his credit away for being like an an amazing athlete and all that like well if he didn't do it somebody else would do it you're like yeah but he's the one that did it so let's recognize him you know and that happened at Calvary a lot I remember Ms Graves did that or not Ms Graves uh the history teacher uh what's her name oh yeah she sucked Miss Cloud Miss Cloud dude <clears throat> never. Was a great killer husband, but whatever. Yeah, dude. Wait, really? No. no. Well, <laughs> she's pretty. Robert weird, just spread that rumor. I wrote she fan fiction me. about that and turned it really? into her. No yeah. way. How did that go down? She was just too stupid to realize what I what I was doing. Like I don't know. She thought like it was. It she was, good. was, dude. She was. She was so weird. It's crazy when you look back and you're like, she was on drugs for sure. Oh like, yeah. She was definitely like Zan Brown damage, or something. Dude. I don't know. Yeah, she had problems. Her and then for sure Mrs. Cloud or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was always high. Mm-hmm. Damn. It was like, like no sane teacher starts off every class with bongos. Yeah. Like we would the daily. Bongo. She would start every class off with five minutes of worship, where she would have her guitar, and then she would put Jordan, Jordan, your brother, on the bongos, and he like didn't know what he was doing, and he would just fuck around by like, seriously. <laughs> I could see Jordan doing that though. Yeah, he loved it. It was, yeah. it was great, dude. And he would just look at me and laugh the entire time because he like she was just like all zanzed out, and he's just like doop 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 doop. I remember I took her art class, and um, we would be drawing still lives of like you know fruit or whatever and i would always just draw little cartoon faces on the fruit and shit every time and she'd be like no not everything is about cartoons and i was like well this is fucking boring i don't know what you want me to do like she's basically like don't be creative <laughs> no creativity allowed be boring. <laughs> we dude we used to write oh my god dude so in her class a lot of the time her class is basically just a babysitting class which you realize a lot a lot of the calvary classes were um and we had this thing where we would be writing uh, notes for people in the hospital, like or not writing, like drawing like cards out of construction paper with crayons and shit. And like, I mean, I've always had a weird sense of humor, but like that was back in the day. Like I was completely sober, Rob. Like I was just drawing like the weirdest fucking shit. And it was all like a vaguely violent imagery and shit. And just being like, sorry, you're sick. And just like, just, I would just write everything in like the weirdest possible way. And she'd be like, I can't, like you turn in like five cards. And she'd be like, I can only turn this one in. And you're like, but it's just like a son. Like I would just, I don't know, dude. Like, I wish I had some of those still because some of those were so just really fucked up. I don't know. Like I said, I would pay like an exorbitant amount of money to get all of my reprimands back because it would just, <laughs> oh, me too. It was plentiful, like just absolute insanity. The amount of shit I got written up for. Like I said, I've talked about it before, but like one of the weirdest ones was uh, me and Jordan got kicked out of class because uh, what was her name? Miss Birma was praying and like a fucking pigeon hit the window and just died. 
And we thought that was the funniest thing ever. Of course. I mean, like, what do you want me to do? Not <laughs> two, laugh? Two teenage dudes and you're in a, like, boring-ass class and someone's praying and then a bird dies. Like, that's amazing. It's almost like The Omen. Yeah, really. I, I wasn't, like, versed enough in movies back then to realize that that you was... You were telling me uh, the other day that one of your teachers tripped over the uh, projector. Or yeah, I want to write that into the pilot that's, that we were working on. That was fucking um, hilarious. Yeah, Mrs. Scott, Jordan was in that. See, I was telling him, I was like, it sucks sometimes because, like, if jo- John comes over, you and John be like, yeah, this happened, and you have someone to back it up. Robert and Drew, or Robert and Jimmy, Robert and Sean, whatever, could be like, this happened, and they have someone to back it up. Now that Jordan's gone, I don't have anyone that was in my class to sit there and go, I was there when that happened, so it just sounds like I'm bullshitting. But, like, we were back before, remember, you? did you ever have Miss Scott? No. So this is the lady that we were, she was in the middle of prayer, and Seth just... Uh, so, <laughs> we oh, preface yeah. this by saying that we were in that middle classroom where it was like room 232 and then room 233, I think it was. And that one had a double doors on this side and then a regular door on the other side. Oh, so it's the one where you, if you walk into those doors, like it's like the first... Where that staircase was? It's like right next to the, the new computer lab? No, no. So, oh. you have like Herbert's science room. Oh. And then the one next to that, it had a double door on the, the side that would go to the quad area. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were just sitting there and she was like mid prayer. And then Seth just walks through the entire classroom, like in front of her too. Like he goes in front of her and then walks out. And the entire time she's like, Seth, stop, Seth. And she's like screaming at him. Dude. Wait, he just gets up and leaves the and class. Then he, like, no, he was just walking through. Like, yeah, it was our class. class. Like she's in the middle of prayer. Just, and he was people trying to, he was cut trying through to that to, room all the time. Cause it was like oh, a door. Okay, you could cut. Yeah. He was trying to get to the science class. Cause he had Herbert, like their biology or whatever. And then he just cuts through like, mi- like five minutes into class. Like we're like praying or whatever. And then he has his, his Oakley's on his <laughs> Weezer backpack and like van, you know, how Seth is. Sounds right. And he just ignores her. And he just has his head straight up with his sunglasses on. Like he, like no one can see him. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Seth, stop. And then, like, he goes outside, and he, just, he goes all the way to Herbert's class, and she drags him out of the class, brings him back <laughs> into our class, and makes him walk back out the other door, and he has to walk around. And, like, the next day, he ran through. <laughs> she wasn't, like, she's, like, bending over at the desk, getting something out of the drawer, and he just fucking books it through the room. It was amazing. That but uh, that same teacher would pray with her eyes closed like normal people do, but she would start walking around while her eyes were closed. And we had just gotten a brand new, like, one of those Epson projectors or whatever. Uh-huh. And she was praying. She's like, dear Lord, like, thank you for this day. And she's, like, sidestepping and moving forward and all that. And she trips on the cord to the projector and then, like, front flips over the projector, like, cart. And <laughs> just shatters the fuck out of that projector. No and way. That's dude, insane I'm me. telling you, I haven't seen that kind of shit since. And, like, it was so, like, slapsticky that, like, we could not stop laughing. And she like started crying and I got written up for like laughing harder than anyone else. And that's one of those things where you're like, uh, you're like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to pray for you? I don't <laughs> care if I get written up for this. It's worth it. Like, cause it's just incredible. <laughs> for real. And, uh, there's certain times where like, you're, they're writing you up and you're like, my mom and dad aren't even going to be mad about it. Exactly. There was like, a couple of those where I'm like, my parents aren't going to give a shit about this. <laughs> they're like, and they would always write it up, and they would do that awkward thing where you have to stand in front of them, like, straight up, and then they're on the desk writing it down. Like, oh, I hated Fucking that. Fucking Jacob Lemos was doing this. Robert Jackson was doing that. William Jackson was doing that. And the entire time, you're like, are you done wasting your time and my time? Because yeah. this is pointless. It's not a deterrent. And I'll never forget this. Coach Dave, if you're listening, because I'm sure he, it's easy to find us on here, uh, he wrote me up for cursing, and he Same. was like, I don't even Same know why I'm actually. writing you up anymore. Your parents just don't care. <laughs> and I literally was like, then I don't know why you're writing me up either. Because if you know that, they're just going to sign it, then nothing's going to happen. 
you can't afford to kick us out. There's not, there's no kids that go. Yeah, here. true. So, did you ever? Uh, I can think of at least two people that used to do this when they would pray. They'd be like, uh, they'd be like, uh, dear Jesus, I just want to thank you for this day, Jesus, and I just want to ask you, Jesus, if you can just uh, <laughs> yeah, help us all be safe today, Jesus. Yeah. And they would just say Jesus like after every request and and thank thanks that they would give, and and like you start to notice like prayer patterns, and you're like, I don't know, it just becomes things where everyone has like their own little pray style that they like to do. Sounds like yeah. a great style. Was I the only one thinking no, about that? No, you're 100. We always talk about that. There's like Jesus speech for like youth pastors, or whatever. Oh, true. They're like, the Lord put this on my heart. I just want to speak on this. Is another one they always say. Um, yeah, phrases that don't make sense, and you're like, it's just like Christian jargon. Yeah, and like none of it sounds good. You you sound like dumber saying that. There's kind also of stuff. Christian literature where they uh, or like Christian littering. It's it it's my biggest problem is when they leave like. Uh, little pamphlets and shit out on like an ATM machine and you're, or like a gas station pump or $100 bill. Yeah. That type of shit. And you're just like, Dude, Oh my you, God. You know, or bathroom sinks or has whatever. given that to a homeless person. And like, it made their day for like two seconds. Be like, no like kidding. A hundred dollar bill. And they're like, not so fast. It's actually a prayer thing. <laughs> and fucking Mr. Fry talk would always hand those out. It was like a $5 bill. He's like, here you go. And then it literally was like Psalm two thirteen. you know, stupid shit. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what is this going to get me? Not a job. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that was very silly. Like I said, I I, want, I think David might have been the one that recorded them. We, I want to find the footage and maybe upload it to Instagram or something like that. But uh, we always used David's camcorder at the time. And there was a ton of, like, Mr. Frytalk's class, it was like once a month we'd make a video. And it's like... If we ever get famous for directing things, that we, I always like think about. I always envision myself on a podcast. Like, well, how did you get started? I'm like, well, we used to make these videos for Bible school. You know what I mean? And it's like, they would give us like, you need to make a video about someone repenting or whatever, and then we would just not do that, and then just make our own like, as violent as you could, and uh, lots of ketchup was used. Like, we would steal ketchup packets from the lunch area and like just stomp on them like and make it look like someone got shot or something like that. And then like we did this video for Fry Talks class and he was in the video and got mad at us even though he knew what was happening where it was, I think it was Matt Barry was the only one who had a car at the time because he was older and we used his car and David's driving it pulls up to Jordan and uh, Jordan buys weed off of him and then we just went to the field because they would mow the lawn and they wouldn't pick up the clippings. We got a Ziploc bag and just picked up all of the dead grass that was on the field and like gave him like a fucking like probably like two pounds of weed if you think about it. <laughs> and uh, he's like, "You got the stuff." And then like Jordan's like, "Sweet!" And like like high fives him and all that. No and then, way. but we forgot that we didn't edit, so we did the take. And then someone messed up, and Jordan goes, "You fucked up. Go back." Like he literally said that, and it's in the video, <laughs> and you can no hear him way. say it. And it was always like we would premiere in Harrington's class or Fry Dog's class, and then. We everybody would always like our video so much. They go, "Can we watch it again?" And then I was like, "Uh, no," because everybody missed it the first time. They're clear. They're gonna hear it the second time. And then we played it again, and no one heard it, and it was so loud. Nice. It was like we would always do like a two minute Christian video, and followed by five minutes of bloopers or us skating and fucking around. Like there. Yeah, we used to put uh, YTMND videos. Like we would like put them in like they were commercials. Like in the middle, like we just cut them in randomly. Basically, you have like that noise or whatever. Didn't you? It's like, damn, where'd you find these? <laughs> but yeah, there's that one. And like, I remember we, Caleb brought his, his skateboard to school and we just filmed him doing like a line of tricks and just put that in our video. That's cool. So, but uh, yeah, and one of the kids named Dylan, his dad was a videographer. So he had like wedding cameras and like he had like the $4,000 ones or whatever. 
and we actually showed our video in chapel and like for the bloopers he put a uh, can't uh what's the the red hot chili pepper song it's like can't stop like that uh, and i remember just cringing i was like this song sucks uh, i think it's called can't stop i don't know i don't remember but uh we did this thing for chapel i wonder if jordan remembers this where we were going up to people and asking them how they like the food and like we went up to caleb and like we had it so that we would go up to him and he like literally is like looking down and he looks up and like we had spaghetti at the time and he had spaghetti all over his face and like he just starts like throwing up spaghetti like on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to hit up Jordan about that because he was one of the people. And then like I said, there's a video of me punching David in the face like full force. <laughs> he has like the bear outfit on and like there's blood dripping out of the bear, like the bottom of the bear mask and all that. And I like Shit. almost broke his nose. It was great. Nice. But... Oh yeah, it's ten forty seven. You gotta go. I do. You you what? I said you gotta go. I said I do. I said did you? <laughs> no. Oh, did you? All it, right. Uh, we're wrapping it up. Supporter. If you guys like this, uh, like, comment, rate, and subscribe like you would on YouTube. Turn on that bell to make sure you get notified. No, but uh, if you like real? this, give us a review on iTunes if you have that. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. We have a Patreon if you want to donate some money. We got some shirts coming out pretty Brand soon. If you. We're about to do start doing pre-orders. Uh, might be ordering them this week, depending on how the pre-print goes. So uh, if you want a shirt, male or female, give me your size, your info. It's $25. I'll be posting some shit on Instagram. And uh, yeah, the Patreon thing would help out a lot because we're going to be start doing more stuff. So yeah, thank you. <laughs>